really get back home into God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. What's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. So let's get right back into it. Pretty much in my last episode, I covered many different topics regarding current events in the mainstream. Pretty important information in my last episode. And I started that episode out with some George Floyd information. So that's where I'll start this episode as well. So the trial has just gotten underway. And the first thing that they came out and said, I'll just read this uh, headline from CNN. Former officer knelt on George Floyd for nine minutes and 29 seconds, not the infamous 846. So as soon as I saw this headline and these numbers, it stuck out to me very obviously. So this entire time up until now, they were reporting that The incident was 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Now they say it's 9 minutes and 29 seconds. So as far as 8.46, when you go back to September 11th, on 9.11, the first plane that hit the buildings, it was at 8.46 a.m. was when the first plane hit. And that's how long they said this infamous video of George Floyd was 8.46. Now they change it and say it was 9 minutes and 29 seconds. And when you look at that nine minutes and 29 seconds, what's 29 seconds? Two plus nine equals 11. And it's so it's nine minutes, 29 seconds, which is really like nine minutes. And the 29 sums to 11, 9, 11. And again, before they said the video was eight minutes and 46 seconds on 9, 11, the first plane that hit was at 846 a.m. And in TPR 106, episode 106 of this series, the emergency broadcast episode, I spoke about all the 11s with 9-11, so much uh, gematria with number 11 and the event 9-11, September 11th. So I'm not going to cover that again. That was in episode 106, emergency broadcast, covering all the 11s with September 1-1. And now... They're showing you because pretty much 9-11 was a huge false flag, completely contrived event by our own government. Same thing with this contrived George Floyd, just a psychological operation. So they're pretty much, that's why they say, oh, it was 846, which was the same time that the first plane hit the towers. And then now they say it's 929, aka 9-11. So I covered in the last episode how you can already expect 
this officer to be found not guilty, inciting more chaos, more riots, because that's what our country is all about, order out of chaos. In order to get to the solutions, the order, they have to start the chaos. That's why they do events like September 11th. That's why they do rituals and nonsense like this George Floyd contrived event. So pretty much they're still mocking us about September 11th because they're still putting those numbers in current events now two decades later, showing how important that event of September 11th really was. Like I said, that brought about the Patriot Act. Now everyone's using phones and technology. Now the government has every right to look in and see anything and everything that we're doing on our phones and technology because of the Patriot Act. That's why they did the agenda of 9-11. And I've spoken about how 9-11, it was just a controlled demolition of the buildings. There really weren't even planes on that day. They just showed us CGI on the screen of really low-level graphics of planes. There was no planes. It was just a controlled demolition. There was explosives in the buildings to bring the buildings down. Just look up the footage of the buildings coming down. It looks identical to a controlled demolition. Remember, I'm not sure how many people saw this, but a few months ago, they demolished one of Trump's buildings, I think in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And... When you look at that footage, a a real demolition and the building just comes straight down, perfectly controlled and look at how the Twin Towers came down. Same exact thing. They just dropped. It was a controlled demolition. So I've covered that several times on this series in TPR 106 emergency broadcast and also back in season two in the episode called Through the Screen. I covered this event. So now I'm going to play a video from ABC News on the day of September 1-1. And this is pretty much live coverage and someone who's live on the scene. I'm going to play it for you. And they say, oh, I didn't see a plane. I'll play it for you and then we'll go over this. But in all the videos, if you go back and look at the footage, like I said, the graphics of the planes going into the building, they're incredibly obvious to see that it wasn't real. And all the audio footage of people who were there, they just say, oh, there was a big explosion. No one ever says anything about a plane. And now I'm going to play the video. I'm saying the people who were actually there, no one says anything about a plane. They just say it was a big explosion. And then the people in the studio and stuff, they say the planes because they were seeing the CGI graphics of the planes. But regardless, it's a controlled demolition. So now I'm just going to play this video quickly for you and just show you how the person who's live on the scene, you're going to hear them say, this is an ABC News broadcast from the day of 9-11, and they say, I didn't see a plane, I just saw an explosion. So listen to this and we'll talk more. Don Daler, who is on the scene. Don, just give me some description again of what, you're, uh, what you can see now. What we're seeing, it appears that the, there is more and more fire and smoke enveloping the very top of the building. And as fire crews descending on this area it 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 does not appear that there's any kind of an effort up there yet now remember oh my god God. that looks like a second plane just didn't see a plane go in that that just exploded i just saw another plane coming in from the side you did i did that was out of yes and that's the second explosion you could see the plane come in just from the right hand side of the screen so So notice the person who's in the studio who can see the CGI graphics says, oh, we just saw a plane. And the person who's live on the scene says, I did not see a plane. I just heard an explosion. And the guy in the studio cuts him off and he says, yeah, we saw a plane. We saw a plane. So 
th- this is what I want people to understand, right? If you were live on the scene in New York City watching the Twin Towers, don't you think this person would see and hear a plane flying into the building? Think of how big these planes are, right? Th- just picture that. And this person is live on the scene. I'm going to play it again. That They say, uh, blah, 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 is live on the scene. What do you see? And he says, I did not see a plane. I just saw an explosion. So I'm telling you, there was no planes on 9-11. It was CGI. They showed us through the screen CGI. And in person, it was just explosions to detonate the buildings. And there's several videos of this, of the live footage that day. And people who were on the scene, they just say, oh, yeah, there was a big explosion. They say nothing about a plane. If you were on the scene, live on the scene, how could you miss a plane going into the building? How just... Imagine yourself being anywhere in the city looking at a skyscraper and you see a big explosion, but there's no, they didn't see a plane anywhere. That's what I'm saying is they didn't find any parts of the plane. They didn't find the wings of the plane. It was just completely exploded. And then they found the passports of the terrorists after conveniently, but they didn't find any remains of the plane. You're not seeing any planes anywhere because there were no planes on this day. Listen to it again. Don Daler, who is on the scene. Don, just give me some description again of what you're... So notice he said he's on the scene, right? Don Daler, who is on the scene. Don, just give me some description again of what you're, uh, what you can see now. What we're seeing, it appears that the, there is more and more fire and smoke enveloping the very top of the building. And as fire crews are descending on this area, it... it it does not appear that there's any kind of a, an effort up there yet. Now remember, oh my God. That looks like a second plane. Dude, just I did not see a plane go in. That, that just exploded. We I just saw another plane coming in from the side. You did. So notice he says, I did not see a plane. I just saw an explosion. And then this person cuts him off and says, yeah, there was a plane. God. That looks like a second plane. As I just didn't see a plane go in. That, that just exploded. We I just saw another plane coming in from the side. So I'm going to play it one more time. He says he's live on the scene. And then the person who's live on the scene says, I did not see a plane. It was just an explosion because that's what it was. And if you look up all the news footage from this day of people live on the scene that, and witnesses and People who were on the street, everyone just says, yeah, it was a big explosion, big explosion. That's what it was. There were no planes. It was a controlled demolition because this was an event done by our own government. Don Daler, who is on the scene. Don, just give me some description again of what you're, uh, what you can see now. What we're seeing, it appears that the, there is more and more fire and smoke enveloping the very top of the building. And as fire crews are descending on this area, it, it, it does not appear that there's any kind of a, an effort up there yet. Now, remember, oh, my God. That looks like a second plane. Dude, I didn't see a plane go in. That, that just exploded. We I just saw another plane coming in from the side. So if you were live on the scene in New York City, you would obviously see and hear and notice a plane flying into a skyscraper, but this person who's live on the scene for ABC didn't see a plane. They just saw an explosion. That's all it was. There were no planes. It was CGI. That's why I'm saying is they've been doing this CGI, deceiving the masses through the screen 
for two decades. And this was in 2001, they literally had PS2 level graphics, terrible graphics. Just go back and look at the footage. You can tell it's not a real plane. Just go and look at the footage. But we are so far gone that people have been brainwashed by this. So this is why we're all, so many people are stuck in the matrix, locked into the matrix, believing everything that the TV tells them because this magic trick got so many people spiritually asleep uh, 20 years ago. And people still just go look at the footage. It's very obvious because it's from 2001, not high level at all. It's a CGI fake plane and it was just explosions to detonate the buildings. It was a controlled demolition on September 1-1. That's what I've covered about this event. And to get back to the George Floyd, that's precisely why they say the video is 9 minutes and 29 seconds, which is like 9-11, because 9-11 was a, a psychological operation, a magic trick deceiving us through the TV. Same exact thing as what George Floyd is. Deception through the TV, psychological operations. That's why they put two 9-11 connections in here. They say the video is 9 minutes and 29 seconds, which is really like 9 and 11. And they changed it from saying before it was 8.46. And at 8.46 a.m. was when the first plane hit the towers. For some more proof as well, Kobe Bryant, who he died at age 41 after a 41-minute helicopter flight. Look at when Kobe Bryant's uh, flight took off and crashed. It took off at 9.06 a.m. It crashed at 9.47 a.m. What's 9.47? It's just like 9.29 because 29 equals 11, 47 equals 11, 2 plus 9 equals 11, 4 plus 7 equals 11. So Kobe, his thing crashed at 947, which is just like 911. So they do this with all the rituals because they have to show it's a ritual. And as far as Kobe, it took off at 906. And I covered in my last episode, when you add any, when you add 9 to any number, it remains the same original number that you're adding 9 to. So when you add 9 plus 6, it equals 15, which is 1 plus 5 equals 6. It remains 6. So Kobe's flight took off at 9.06, the demonic 6. And then it crashes at 9.47, which is 9.11. So they do this with all these events purposely. So Kobe's flight was 9.06 to 9.47. It crashed at 9.47, which is 9.11. Here, the George Floyd video is nine minutes and 29 seconds which is also 9 11 and they changed it from the original time saying before that it was 8 46 and on 9 11 two decades ago the first plane hit at 8 46 a.m so they're extremely obvious and blatant with these numbers that they use in all these headlines and now i just want to cover two other things really um and so first this is as far as the march madness that's been going on so there's pretty much there's blood sacrifices all the time, even with the college sports. So I'll read this headline from Yahoo Sports. Grand Canyon's Oscar Fryer dies in car accident three days after playing in March Madness. So pretty much Grand Canyon forward Oscar Fryer died in a car accident Tuesday, three days after the first and last NCAA tournament game of his five-year college basketball career. So I'm pretty sure this was the first time that this school was ever in the tournament. And then they have a player die just three days after playing in it. So in order to play in the March Madness, some of these schools have to do a sacrifice. And as far as the numbers in the headline or in the article, it says only 57 hours before his crash, Freyer was playing number two seed Iowa in the West bracket of March Madness in Indiana. 
So 57 hours, think of how specific that number is, 57 hours, like pretty random, pretty specific. And when you look up in Gematria, his name, Oscar Fryer, equals 57. So they do blood sacrifices of not just the pro leagues, but even in the college. And again, this was the school's first time. Yeah, it says a caption on the photo. It says Oscar Fryer helped lead Grand Canyon to its most successful season in school history. So in order for this school to have the most successful season in school history, they have to do some sacrifice. So they make it to the tournament. Three days later, this person dies. And again, it's 57 hours after he played in the tournament. His name sums to 57 in the most pure cipher of Gematria. And Gematria is how all this is scripted. It's encoding numbers and letters and words. That's why his name equals 57 in the most pure cipher. And then they specifically report only 57 hours before his crash, he was playing in the tournament. His name, Oscar Fryer, sums to 57. And then this is another important point that just really goes under the radar. So everyone knows the 76ers, this player, Ben Simmons, right? And... He did a blood sacrifice back in 2016. So this is June 25th, 2016, pretty much the day after Ben Simmons was drafted into the NBA, the same night his cousin, who was with him at the draft, died. So let me read this for you. This is NBC Sports Philadelphia, June 25th, 2016. The cousin of Sixers' number one overall pick, Ben Simmons, was killed in a hit-and-run accident early Saturday morning. Zachary Simmons, 21, was struck by a black SUV around 3.30 a.m. 33, 3.30, CBS New York initially reported. Ben Simmons confirmed the death of his cousin on Twitter. So, again, just like for that school to play in the March Madness tournament and to have the most successful season ever, they had to do a sacrifice. Same thing for Ben Simmons. In order for him to be the number one overall pick, you have to do a sacrifice. So he brings his cousin to the draft takes a picture with him at the draft. You could see the picture of them there together. And then just hours later, in a hit and run by a black SUV, the cousin is dead at 3.30 a.m. 33. 3.30 a.m. 33. Like Freemasons, 33rd degree Freemasons. It's way too obvious to see. So everyone that cares about these leagues, oh, they love Ben Simmons, whatever. The dude is sick, killed his cousin, had his cousin killed so he could run around and play in a scripted league. Ben Simmons goes number one overall. Him and the cousin are there at the draft. And then I'll read a little bit further. Zachary Simmons' mother said she was told by police that the driver was going at least 70 miles an hour. She also told CBS2 in New York that her son was out Friday for a friend's birthday and was celebrating the night before with his first cousin, Ben, following the NBA draft. So they're out celebrating after the draft, and then he gets killed at 3.30 a.m. in a hit-and-run. Ben Simmons is fine. He goes on Twitter to confirm it, and you never hear anything about it. That's why I say it flies under the radar. Do you ever hear Ben Simmons say anything about this? No. He points out his cousin, has him get killed so that he can play in a scripted league and be the number one pick. These people are sick, and it's people in college, it's people in the pro leagues, it's ritual murder human sacrifices blood sacrifices going on and again at 3 30 a.m 33 so that's ben simmons for you sellout fraud sicko cousin murderer but now we'll just idolize him right because he plays in a super cool scripted league real cool these people are sick
And so speaking of the March Madness tournament, now I want to play this Powerade commercial that keeps getting played on TV. And they're just going through all demonic numbers in the video. I'll break it down for you um, and just show. So I'll speak a little bit about this, but let's just play the commercial first. There's power in numbers. Number ones will cook you with that first step. Your L, sir. Compliments of the chef. Number tens, more gold than Midas. Midas, too. 24s will live in your head. Put in so many hours, they'll be the first to defeat Father Time. What's your talk, 33? Clouds up, old man. Rodney's back. I said Rodney's back. 50s. Ice in their veins. And 87s are so good, they just set up shop in the end zone. There's power in numbers. Take yours. Powerade. More power for zero to 99. More power for me. So notice they say 33. I'll go through some of the numbers again, but they do 24, which is 2 plus 4 equals 6. So they put that in there. 33. 3 plus 3 equals 6. These are demonic 6. And then at the very end, they show, they don't say this out loud, but they show a hockey player and he's number 96, just like I covered. 9 plus 6 remains 6 because 9 plus 6 equals 15. 1 plus 5 equals 6. So they put 666 in this commercial. They go 24, 2 plus 4 equals 6. 33, 3 plus 3 equals 6. And then they show 96, which is 6. And also they did 87, 8 plus 7 equals 6 because 8 plus 7 is also 15. 1 plus 5 equals 6. So they put several 6s in here, demonic 6. And if you look at the Powerade bottle, on the Powerade bottle, if you look at it, it's just filled with hexagons all around. Six, that six-sided uh, shape, a six-sided polygon is a hexagon, and that's what the Powerade bottle is. It has all types of hexagons, which is a six-sided thing. So Powerade is incredibly demonic. I've spoken about Gatorade, how that's pretty demonic as well, and I'll cover it again. But let's just go through the commercial one more time. Again, they do 24, 2 plus 4 equals 6, 33, 3 plus 3 equals 6. 87, 8 plus 7 uh, ends up summing to 6. And then 96 remains 6 as well. So they put all the 6s in here on the Powerade bottle. Just the shape of it in general is 6 sides. And then also on the bottom, like where you hold it, there's all different um, of the hexagons, 6-sided shapes. Let's just play this one more time. Fours will live in your head. Thirty-threes put in so many hours, they'll be the first to defeat Father Time. What's your call, thirty-three? Clouds up, old man. Rodney's back. I said Rodney's Fifties. Ice in their face. And 87s are so good, they just set up shop in the end zone. And with the 87, they also show the white and black Masonic floor because they say he's setting up shop. It's like he's in a barber shop and it has the white and black Masonic chessboard floor because Freemasons, 33 is the number of Freemasons. That's why there's all the sixes and that's what the Masonic lodges have the black and white chessboard floor. That's why they put it in this commercial as well. 
And then at the end, they show number 96. Again, all the sixes in this Powerade commercial. And again, look at the Powerade bottles. They have hexagons all over it. And just the bottle itself is six-sided as well. The bottle itself is a hexagon and it has many different hexagons across the Powerade bottles. And as far as Gatorade, let's just refresh it. Um, the Gatorade logo is just the G, which if you look up the Freemason logo, it's the compass with the G in the middle. So the Gatorade logo is identical. It's the G and it has the lightning bolt, which makes the shape of the compass. So if you look up a Freemason logo compass and you look up the Gatorade logo, it's the exact same thing, the same G. And on the Gatorade, the lightning bolt represents the same shape as the Masonic compass. And as far as the lightning bolt, I'll actually get to this later on in this episode. But the reason they put the lightning bolt is because that's also the lightning bolt itself on Gatorade and on anything is also a demonic meaning because in the Bible, it's written that Satan, when he's cast out by Archangel Michael, it says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. So Satan is cast out of heaven like a flash of lightning. That's why Gatorade uses the lightning bolt and he uses the G of the Freemasons. It makes a compass as well. And one final point, it uses the color orange in the logo in the lightning bolt and on the cap of the Gatorade bottles as well. It's an orange cap because in Gematria, orange equals 33. That's the only color to sum to 33. Orange equals 33. So I thought before that the Gatorade bottle was incredibly demonic, incredibly Masonic, but here we find out that Powerade is just the same thing. It has the hexagons on it, but again, Gatorade, it has an orange cap, orange equals 33. It has the G of the Freemasons, 33 is a number of Freemasonry. It has the G, it has the lightning bolt because Satan fell from heaven like a flash of lightning. That's why they use that symbolism. So Powerade and Gatorade are equally demonic, equally Masonic. Just a bunch of demonic symbolism all over the logos, all over the bottles, just Powerade and Gatorade all over the commercials. Powerade and Gatorade, incredibly demonic, incredibly Freemasonic. Gatorade has the orange cap, orange equals 33. It has the orange in the logo, orange equals 33. It has the G in the logo, G for the Freemasons. It has the lightning bolt that makes the shape of a compass like the Freemasons and Satan was cast out of heaven like a flash of lightning. That's why they use the light lightning bolt. And Powerade has this demonic commercial with all the demonic sixes, all the demonic numbers in the commercial. And notice they say there's power in numbers because the dark side, they believe in this gematria. They're conjuring up, doing all this energy work. Jewish mysticism, that's what uh, gematria is. It comes from Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism. So they do believe that there's power in numbers. That's why they do all the rituals. That's why they come out and say the George Floyd video wasn't 846, it's 929. Because, And that's why they say Kobe died at 906. 47 after he took off at 906. They do all these numbers purposely because they believe in this gematria. They worship numbers and they really believe that there's power in numbers. That's why they do all these rituals with the numbers. So Powerade has the hexagons, the sixes all over the bottle. And like I just covered with Gatorade. So Gatorade and Powerade, both very demonic, very Masonic as well. And so I'll just, uh, cover the point that I wanted to cover with the lightning bolt as well. So pretty much you saw the demonic shoes and music video from Lil Nas X. He came out with the Satan shoes that has human blood in it. They only made 666 pairs. I really don't even have to say much about it because it's blatantly obvious, blatantly demonic, blatantly satanic. Even regular people who aren't conspiracy theorists were like thinking it was really weird. But 
same thing. The verse that they put on those shoes is described. It's that Luke verse of saying, I saw Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. So that's why I relate that to with the Gatorade logo, the lightning bolt, and then Lil Nas X. They put that verse on the Satan shoes because it's describing Satan falling from heaven like a flash of lightning. And again, it was just overly demonic, satanic, both the music video and the shoes that they came out with. I really don't need to say anything. Like I said, regular people were like, this is really weird. And again, the Satanism is just so blatant, so ridiculous, so over the top. It's just our world is a complete abomination. We are quite literally in the word. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be for the coming of the son of man. Before the flood, there was so much wickedness on the earth. That's why there had to be the flood to wake, uh, to wash away and to get rid of all the wickedness. Same exact thing with our world. Now we are living in the days of Noah. The wickedness is at that level. That's why it's so blatantly obvious with these shoes in this music video. And that's why it's going to be just like it was in the days of Noah, because people are just, that's what the scripture says. People were just eating and drinking. They knew nothing before the flood came and washed them away. It's going to be the same thing with the coming of the son of man. People are just sitting there turning a blind eye to all the Satanism, not realizing that all this wickedness is about to be purged from the earth. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be for the coming of the Son of Man. But most people just want to turn a blind eye. They don't want to call out the Satanism. They don't want to realize that all the celebrities are Satanists. But, I mean, this was so incredibly obvious. And the more obvious they're getting, the more wicked it's ramping up. It's just showing that the Son of Man is coming soon. Of course, they're going to have to rise up their Antichrist and everything like that. But all that has to happen so the Son of Man can come and put an end to all this. So the fact that it's ramping up more and more and becoming so obvious, they're not even trying to hide it. It's showing that we are in the end times. The wickedness is getting so ridiculous. And eventually it's going to reach that point to when the son of man can come and put a stop to all this. And this is just a side point. So it's really obvious that all the celebrities are just straight up Satanists from Hollywood to the rappers, to the pro sports, to anyone that's in the mainstream, they're all Satanists. And the funny thing is, well, it's really not funny, but the truth of it is, is that all the regular, many of the regular people in our world are Satanists themselves. They just don't realize it yet. But all these people who worship LeBron James or who look up to LeBron James, who look up to any of these Satanists, they themselves, unless you worship the most high, really by default, you end up becoming a Satanist. Because if you're not honoring the most high, if you're not worshiping the most high, who do you think you're worshiping? And all these people who just, they're like, oh, no, it's just LeBron. Oh, it's just pro sports. It's no big deal. I'm just, they're becoming Satanists themselves. Many of the people in our world, the regular people, they themselves are already Satanists because they're following all these people who are straight up Satanists. They're just following Lil Nas X. They're following LeBron James. They're following literally all of these people who are Satanists. So if you're not following the most high, if you're not worshiping the most high, if you're just impartial and you're like, oh, I'm just watching sports, it's sports, it's no big deal many people in our world are Satanists. They don't even realize it. And the reason they don't realize it is because many of these people don't even believe that Satan exists. They don't even, most people, many of these same people who just watch sports and don't care about anything important. They just follow all these false idols. They don't really even believe in God. And because they don't believe in God, they don't believe Satan exists either. So they're like, oh, Satanism, that's silly. It's just LeBron James. It's fine. But when they come to find out that LeBron is actually a Satanist, they're going to realize that they've been following after Satanists, which makes them Satanists themselves. So the truth of it is, is that not only are the celebrities Satanists, but many of these people in our world are Satanists and they don't even realize that they're like mini Satanists.
And part of the reason why they don't even realize it is because they don't even believe that Satanism is real. They don't even believe that Satan exists because these are people who don't even believe in God. And when you read the word, even the demons are terrified of the Most High. Even all the demons and Satan himself, they they are fully aware of the Most High. So all these people in our world that don't believe in God, <laughs> they're really Satanists. And in scripture, even the demons know the power of the Most High. They're terrified of the Most High. So we have humans out here who are like, oh, that don't even believe in God. And the demons that they're following, they believe in God. So it's just Many of the people are Satanists and they don't even realize it, but soon they're going to realize who they're actually following after. And they're going to wish that they listened to us pointing this out. But no, they don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe LeBron's a Satanist. They don't want to believe the pro sports are scripted. They don't want to believe that all these people in the mainstream are Satanists, but eventually they will find out. And just a side point as far as the rappers and this little Nas X, then you had Joyner Lucas come out and he sent two tweets, which were six minutes apart. He sent the first one at 6.59 and then at 7.05, it was two different tweets. The first one was like, oh, Lil Nas X did exactly what he's supposed to do with that video. And then six minutes later, again, Demonic Six, he's like, oh, I got a big problem with the video. So all these people are just hypocrites and puppets and people still take these rappers seriously when five minutes ago they say, oh, uh, that video was everything he was supposed to do. And then five minutes later, he's like, oh, I got a big problem with that video. They're all just puppets, race baiters. And they just, and and also Joyner Lucas was like, I doubt he actually worships the devil. Yeah, Joyner Lucas and Lil Nas are both Satanists, both worship Satan. And people are going to find this out. But again, Joyner Lucas had two tweets speaking, speaking about the Lil Nas X video, six minutes apart, demonic six, because these puppets do not have free will. Even their tweets are by design, they can't just say whatever they want. They have to say specific things at specific times. That's why he has two tweets speaking about the demonic video, six minutes apart. And as far as Gematria, Lil Nas X, X is the 24th letter, two plus four equals six. So he's speaking about Lil Nas X, and then there's six minutes apart in between the tweets because X equals six. That's why it's Lil Nas X, Lil Nas six, demonic six. And so now I kind of want to shift gears to pretty much three people who are considered motivational speakers, two of which I've spoken about on this series before. So it's going to be Eric Thomas, Gary V, and Grant Cardone, right? So the reason I bring this up is because I just recently found out that Grant Cardone is a Scientologist, right? So um, what I'm saying is that all these uh, motivational speakers like Gary V, Eric Thomas, and Grant Cardone People worship these people and, and people always say, oh, I'm not worshiping, but they they hang on to every word that these people say. They think, oh, they know what they're talking about. They're entrepreneurs. They made millions of dollars. These people are owned and are sellouts just like LeBron, just like Lil Nas X. And just quickly with Gary Vee, he's a you-know-who, a false one, a fake Jew. He's Jew-ish. He's a you-know-who. And so <laughs> a synagogue of Satan, that's what they are. I've covered that on the series. So that's Gary V. I'll get to Eric Thomas, but Grant Cardone is a Scientologist. So what I'm saying is people repost Grant Cardone all the time and they're like, oh, he's he's an entrepreneur. He knows what he's talking about. Why are we listening to people who are Scientologists? You know what I'm saying? Like when I found that out and I all you have to do is Google Grant Cardone religion, it comes up. He's an outspoken Scientologist. He's admitted several times. He's always talking about how he's a Scientologist, but people We'll just listen to whoever, you know what I'm saying? Someone could, people, Lil Nas X comes out and says, oh, I'm a Satanist and people will still listen. 
Grant Cardone comes out and says, oh, I'm a Scientologist. People will still listen. People need to have better discernment in who, who is owned and who is a false prophet and not. And all you have to do is look at their social medias. If they have millions of followers, they're owned. They don't let uh, people who are not Satanists get millions of followers. They don't let real people get millions of followers. They only give it to owned sellouts. And that includes Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and Eric Thomas. Again, Gary Vee is a synagogue of Satan, fake one, you know who. Grant Cardone is a Scientologist. And now I'll speak about Eric Thomas. So I've spoken about Eric Thomas before on this series I said how he has the blasphemous song called I am, because this is what we need to understand is there is only one I am. That's the most high. When the most high said to Moses, I am, there is only one I am. And it's the most high God. Yah. that's the I am. So when all these motivational speakers, especially Eric Thomas or anyone wants to say, oh, I am this, I am that they're blaspheming. And when I spoke about it the last time I was really going in on Eric Thomas, probably I should have been a little more controlled and moderate and just cooling when I explained it. So I'll try and keep it under control. But when Eric Thomas has a song and a chant and he gets other people to chant, I am, I am, they're blaspheming the name of God because the most high told Moses say to them, I am has sent you. You know what I'm saying? So there is only one I am. Don't let these people fool you who want to say, oh, I'm this, I'm this. Don't get it twisted. There is only one I am. That's the most high. So Eric Thomas is a blasphemer. And again, look at the Eric Thomas logo. He always wears it on his hat. It's him standing with his arms spread apart in an anti-Christ position, mocking Christ. That's why he stands. His logo is him with his arms spread. Looks just like Christ on the cross. So that's a blasphemous thing to do. It's blasphemous to have people chanting, I am, but that's what Eric Thomas does. And of course, it's no marvel that Satan masquerades as a being of light. So you'll hear Eric Thomas every once in a while talk about God, but he never tells people to repent. He never tells people to give up false idols. He never tells people to stay away from pro sports. No, he actually encourages and promotes that all the time. So now I have his Instagram pulled up and I'm just going to scroll down on some of these videos and just point out all of these false prophets that Eric Thomas promotes. So this is going to show either, and I did the same thing with Gary Vee. I completely went in on him and exposed him back in TPR season two. It was around maybe episode 37, Truth About Spirituality. I'm not sure if it was that specific episode, but right around there. I'm not sure if it was that one exactly, but right around TPR 37 to around episode 40s, maybe I absolutely went in on Gary V, exposing him, showing how he's either not spiritually awake or he's completely owned puppet, which I believe it's both. It's the same thing. So same thing here with Eric Thomas. He's either an own puppet. That's why he promotes all these false prophets, which I'm about to show you are on his profile, or he's so spiritually blind that he doesn't know LeBron's a Satanist. He doesn't know that Steph Curry's a Satanist. He doesn't know that Floyd Mayweather's a Satanist. He doesn't know that Kobe's a Satanist. So again, why do we want to follow after people who are either spiritually blind, spiritually illiterate, that can't understand who's a Satanist, who's owned and who's not, or Eric Thomas is owned, just like all the rest of LeBron and all them. So you could take your pick. But that is why we need to stay away from all these people. Grant Cardone, the Scientologist, Gary Vee, the you-know-who, and Eric Thomas as well. So let's just go through his Instagram. And I'll just point out some of these videos, some of these posts, and some of the celebrities I see. First up, Cam Newton. He plays in the scripted NFL. He's an owned sellout. Chris Paul 
plays in the NBA, scripted NBA. He's a known sellout. Let's keep going. Floyd Mayweather, obviously scripted career, obviously a known sellout. LeBron James, obvious Satanist, obvious sellout. Steph Curry, obvious Satanist, obvious sellout, playing in the scripted NBA. These are just videos of Eric Thomas promoting these people. So again, he's either promoting other false prophets because he thinks these leagues are real. So that's what I'm saying is we're getting, we're taking advice from people who either don't know the NFL and the NBA is scripted, which shows that they have no spiritual discernment. They're not spiritually awake at all. They're completely blind or they know the league is fake and they're still promoting scripted leagues and people who are Satanists who play in the league. So take your pick. They're either spiritually blind or their own false prophets. Either way, you shouldn't be following these people. Let's see who else we got that Eric Thomas promotes. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, who sacrificed his father. Patrick Mahomes, Kobe Bryant. So these are all Kobe again. These are all the people that Eric Thomas promotes. So Kobe Bryant is a Satanist. He wrote children's books speaking about duality, trying to teach children to harness darkness. I mean, what more do you need to understand about these people? They're all owned. And that's why Eric Thomas has millions of followers on Instagram, because they only give millions of followers to people who are owned sellouts. Tom Brady again. The Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. Devin Booker from the NBA. Steph Curry again. LeBron James again. So these are all the people that Eric Thomas promotes. LeBron James again. These are J.J. Watt. All these people who play in scripted leagues, these are all the people that Eric Thomas promotes on his Instagram. So he's either so spiritually blind that he can't tell these leagues are scripted, he can't tell that these people are Satanists, or he's owned just like these people are. And it's both. They're owned and they're not spiritually awake. Same thing with Gary V. same thing with Grant Cardone, and the same thing with Eric Thomas. And again, Eric Thomas is a specific blasphemer because his logo is him with his arms spread apart in an antichrist mocking position. And he also mocks the Most High when he has people chanting, I am, I am, when there is only one I am. That's the Most High. And so this is my final point for the episode. Pretty much a few episodes ago in the episode in season three of the series TPR, the episode was called Levels to This, No Filter. And in that episode, I was just speaking about all the deception, the CGI, some deep fakes and everything. A lot of the deception that goes on on the mainstream media, on social medias. And in that episode, Levels to This, No Filter, I was speaking about how many people are extremely gullible to believing agendas like the coronavirus, to believing CGI and deep fake deception on social media. And when I spoke about that, I said, People believe like memes and anything that they put online, people will believe it. And now I just have two examples of that. The example I provided in a few episodes ago in Levels to This No Filter, I said there was this meme and this TikTok of some girl who said she was sleepwalking and she was recording herself every night, apparently sleepwalking. And I said, it's incredibly obvious that she's not sleepwalking. She's just doing silly things on camera to go viral to get a million views. Here's just two more examples of that or one more example of that, and then another side example. So the first one about people being gullible, believing TikToks and memes is, there was also this video, it was like a group of guys, and they were like, oh, we're texting our parents saying that we're all sleeping at each other's house, but really we're gonna fly to Hawaii for a night and not tell them. 
So think about it like this, right? What's the more likely scenario that they're telling the truth that they just all texted their parents and said, hey, I'm sleeping here. And then they flew to Hawaii without them knowing, or they tell their parents, hey, we're all going to fly to Hawaii and we're going to create this meme to try and go viral. That's what it is. And I'm pretty sure, I don't even look into this, but I'm pretty sure there was another video. They they got stuck in Hawaii or when they were in Hawaii, one of their moms called and they're like, oh, it's all acting. That's what they do is they tell their parents, hey, we're going to go to Hawaii. We're going to create this video. We're going to create this TikTok trying to go viral, trying to get millions of views. And then they have one of their moms call them and they just act. And that's what I'm saying is people are so gullible. They'll just believe anything and... They need to wake up and realize that just because it's online, just because it's on a meme, a lot of this stuff, people just make it up. They make up a story trying to go viral. And as far as people being owned, this is just a side point. Like if you look at someone like Supreme Patty on Instagram, right? Like he has several millions of followers. I'm not saying that like they approach him and they're like, oh, he's owned. But what I'm saying is he doesn't look at Supreme Patty's content. That's just him being stupid, encouraging other people to be stupid. It's not... It's not helping people at all. So they'll let him get millions of followers. They'll let his stuff go viral because he's not telling people to repent. He's not getting people saved or anything. It's not any type of valuable content. It's just leading people astray, doing stupid things. So that's what I'm saying is people can be owned sellouts without them even knowing that they are. Like Supreme Patty is not providing any type of content or light work to people. It's just leading people astray with stupid stuff. So they'll let him go viral. They'll let his videos go viral. They'll let him get millions of views. So people can go viral doing stupid things, but I'm saying if you're speaking truth, exposing darkness, getting people saved, telling people to repent, you'll never go viral because they will not allow it. So you could go viral doing stupid things like Supreme Patty and get millions of followers that way, but I'm saying they don't let any light work go viral. And now the final point about people being gullible. This was back when the World Series was going on. There's a player named Mookie Betts in the MLB, and ESPN or Sports Center put an Instagram post. They, it was again just a made-up story. They said when Mookie Betts was five years old, he got cut from his little league team, and now he's a World Series champion. He got revenge on that coach. Any person that's listening, someone tell me and show me any time where there's tryouts for five-year-olds to play little league. There's, there's no tryouts. There's signups. When you're five years old, you do not try out for a baseball team. You sign up that's the first that's like the first year anyone could be playing at five years old there's no tryouts you sign up he was never cut from his team it's a completely made-up story and i sent a tweet out about this when it was going on it was months ago and i said omar who runs the account at sports center at he used to be at house of highlights he runs this sports center account i'm like he probably just sat there and made up this fake story and all these people people who are 25 26 27 years old liking the post, believing that Mookie Betts was really cut as a five-year-old. It's complete garbage, a complete lie, just trolling and clowning everybody. And I, I, I believe it. I believe that these people believe it because it doesn't surprise me that these people believe it because they believe the MLB is real. They believe the NBA is real. They believe it's a coincidence that on Kobe Bryant Day, 824, the Lakers game started out 24 to 8, which is the two numbers that Kobe Bryant wore on Kobe Bryant Day, 824. These people will believe anything. They're extremely gullible from memes to the pro sports to anything in between. Many people are so asleep, so gullible. They'll just believe anything. And it's quite laughable. It's it's literally laughable. Mookie Betts was not cut from a little league team at five years old. No one ever gets cut at five years old because you just sign up for the team. There's never tryouts. 
someone find me a five-year-old that tried out for any sports team, baseball, soccer, whatever it is, you're not going to find it because you just sign up at that age. You don't try out. Complete lie. And as far as House of Highlights, look at the profile picture. It's white and black. It's the Masonic. It's a white and black logo for House of Highlights. Same thing with Bleacher Report. It's black and white Masonic because it's an own platform. And that's why they do all this deception, all this clowning, all this nonsense on those accounts, House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, and obviously SportsCenter and ESPN are owned as well. But you could tell by the logo of House of Highlights and Bleacher Report, black and white Masonic duality, just like their black and white Masonic chessboard floor. So that's the points for this episode. Definitely listen to my last episode. There's a lot of important information covering a wide range of topics in my last episode. A lot of the things I referenced in here, I explained a lot further in my last episode. So definitely check that out. TPR 121. This is TPR 122. My Twitter is RyeMichael11 and my Instagram is WilsonRyan underscore underscore. You can email the show at pod.tpr at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in. And I'll catch you for another episode if it's in the plan and purpose of the most high. So I appreciate you for real. Stay woke out here. Keep that head up. Stay strong. Keep the faith. I'm going to see you next time. Much love and blessings.